Thursdays is a lady synonymous with orange Ibiza sunset skies. Sellout shows a big smile and her world famous saxophone. Hello, lovely Laura. Ah, what a wonderful intro. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Ryan. How are you doing? <laughs> I am very well. And I have to say, this is a very rock star start to this interview because I am literally catching you minutes before you get on a plane in Ibiza. It's very true, actually. I've kind of tried to find a quiet corner in the airport <laughs> away from everybody. But yes, we're literally about to board a flight to Dublin and then we're heading up to Northern Ireland this weekend. So yeah, very, very exciting. Well, we cannot wait to have you here in Dublin and Belfast. We're going to talk about the gigs in a minute or two, but I'm going to ask you first off, you're the most recognisable face when it comes to playing a saxophone, so you really are at the top of your game. But how does it feel to be travelling the world and playing those gigs and just playing to so many thousand people night after night? Uh, and well, firstly, it's amazing to be doing the job I'm doing. I can't believe I'm doing it. But it's odd hearing you say it's top of my game because I don't feel that I'm at the top of my game. But I guess that's a guilty thing with anyone in the job they do. I, th- I think they never feel that they're good enough or they've never quite reached where the level that they want to get to. Um, and I feel like I'm like that. I always seem to reach somewhere, a plateau, and then I'm like, right, now I want the next one. And then I want the next one. And then I want to get to the next level. And you kind of never stop. So, But I guess if I didn't have that drive, I probably wouldn't push forward so um i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe it's a good thing but um i think sometimes it's good to stop and actually like what you've just listened to what you've just said and think actually you know what laura you, you've come a long way like maybe give yourself slack <laughs> sometimes you <laughs> but, have to give uh, yourself yeah a, a little pat in the back now and then so you do I think you do, so I will. I'm just doing it right now. <laughs> on the back. Uh, um, but it is amazing. I'm just blessed every day. I mean, it's difficult sometimes because it's not always easy. And I think the the bits that you see on Instagram, as we all know, they're the highlights of uh, the best bits of what goes on. And of course, there's so much hard work that goes on behind the scenes. There's so much traveling. Um, there's lots of lack of sleep. And, and then, you know, sometimes there's just no time. And then you, before you know it, you're pushed on the stage and you've got to like give it your all and (laughs) look like you've had a lovely restful day beforehand where in fact you haven't (laughs) so it's hard work but it's definitely worth it because I couldn't think of anything else I would rather do so and I, I love music I love my saxophone so I'm I'm happy. Well, that was one of the questions I was actually going to ask you at the end. So you says you couldn't imagine doing anything else. So if you weren't traveling the world playing the saxophone, what job do you think you actually would have been doing had you not been doing this? Um, Interestingly enough, when I was younger, I love animals and I wanted to work with animals, specifically horses, actually. Uh, But I have a horrific allergy, as in quite bad. I mean, bad asthma. I mean, obviously the usual hay fevery symptoms. But after about the third or fourth time, I ended up in hospital on the nebulizer. My parents were like, right, this is it. You're going to have to stop now and, and do something else. But thankfully, I'd always done music since I was a child. My granddad had a band during World War Two, actually. So when I was a little girl, he was there tinkering on the piano and my dad plays the piano, did music on my mum's side. So I think music was always there. And so it was a very easy second option, actually. I was like, cool, OK, well, I'll do music. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, had I not had my allergies, I don't know what I'd be doing now, actually. I'd probably be a vet or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you galloped off into the sunset with your sax and you haven't looked back for a moment. Now, one thing that I find really enriching is 
You're obviously the OG when it comes to playing the sax alongside a DJ in front of thousands of people. So you started this years ago. And one of the lovely things that I see is there are lots of women who've been inspired by you to think mm. to themselves, if Laura can do it, I can do it. So you have actually made this kind of art, this kind of musicianship and entertainment accessible. How does it feel to know that you've kind of inspired so many other females? Makes me feel quite emotional, actually. I feel quite touched by that because it hasn't been easy. And there's been plenty of, you know, moments in my career, certainly in the early days, whereby it's a difficult thing to strive forward. It's a very predominant man's world and it's a tough world, the music world. It's 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 hardcore, you know, doors slam in your faces pretty much every day. So you've got to have a kind of bit of toughness about you. And I'm a very emotional <laughs> um, kind of, I don't, want, I don't want to say typical woman because I'm sure there's women out there going, I'm not like that. <laughs> um, but I, I can get quite emotional and sensitive about things. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been really tough for me. I've had to grow up and harden up quite a lot. But it's, yeah, quite moving to hear that in, in an odd way because it's given me such a wonderful life. So if, if I've helped, certainly, to carve a little path for others to have the life I have, then, wow, that's, that's amazing. My work here has been <laughs> good work. <laughs> Do you know what's lovely is when I see them bouncing around and being happy and smiley and glittery and because that is what it was for me. It was about bringing this wonderful energy, of course, you know, trying to obviously master the instrument as well and, and play it to the best of your ability. But it's all about the energy. People want to be made to feel happy and included and just part of this great big bundle of fun energy on a gig. And, and I love it when I see that, them bouncing around, because that is exactly what I was doing back along. And it, it, and that's what you want people to feel. It's, it's a good energy, positive energy. We need plenty of positivity <laughs> <laughs> and glitteriness in this world because there's sure as hell not enough of it <laughs> no 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 and funny that kind of does lead on to this question as well because I was going to ask you obviously you know it doesn't matter if you're in music or business or whatever industry you're in about what kind of attributes it takes to kind of get to the top and you kind of look at yourself and obviously I thought you know is the clue in the name that you have to be lovely or is it in the image that you know you're always smiling and you've always got a big smile on your face so are they then the key kind of points you need to actually really strive on whatever you're doing I think so I think you have to be yourself you have to love what you do because then that will naturally exude from you but I think you yeah you just have to be I mean thankfully I've got wonderful parents and they brought me up and I've, I'm quite a naturally nice natured good energy want to help people kind of vibey person anyway so it, it naturally comes out but I think people want to look up at someone on a stage and feel like yeah I want to be like her I want to be happy I want to be positive I want to give love it's all about love at the end of the day it's all about get on the stage with me let's enjoy this together let's party hard let's smile hard let's love hard let's just be happy um, so yeah I think yeah it's a big thing and I have to say your aura your energy it's just it's, it's one of a kind now I'm moving on to this next question and it's a funny one so you basically work alongside your partner Ben Santiago a world famous DJ DJ in his own right. Now, I worked mm. alongside my girlfriend. We owned a coffee truck for a year and it was very, very tough and we do not do that anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> for anybody starting out in the world of business with their partner, what kind of advice and tips could you give them for a successful, happy working relationship? Because that's what you guys have. Oh, I think you need to know when they want their own space and and let them have it. <laughs> um, I think it's very important. I just being just being aware of 
each other and understanding and being there for each other when they need it. But it's also giving space because obviously when you spend so much time together working and living together as we do, you, you need to have space apart. You can't you can't be in the same room together all the time. You you eventually probably will end up killing yourself. I mean, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> we get on really well. And I guess our story was kind of different in that we fell in love first. Um, and then it was really a good year, two years after that we ended up doing a gig together. And we looked at each other and thought, wow, this works really well. I mean, before I'd been traveling around with other DJs and it was always an unplanned set. I mean, it still is actually to this day, but at least we've kind of nailed a few tracks that we know people love and we can incorporate a show around that. But getting back to the question, I think you just have to, to love them completely and utterly. Otherwise, if there's a slight little niggle, then that's just going to magnify hugely if you're working together and living together. So, yeah, I think I think we're lucky in that we both get each other. Um, we both love each other dearly and we both know when to back off from each other um i mean don't get me wrong there's been a couple of times and thankfully only a couple of times where we actually have turned up to a gig together um, <laughs> and uh, i think we fell out in the first second and just didn't speak or look at each other throughout the whole gig it was quite funny actually but that was a rarity we do usually <laughs> get on quite well Right, well, you talked about music and I'm very excited for yourself and Ben because you have a big track called Angel which is going to be released on Patrick Toppin's mm. label and this is a remix that I've been waiting on for a long time. It's off Sister Sledge, it's thinking of you and it's just the ultimate summer song and it's coming out actually, mm. it's coming out tomorrow. We're going to play a little clip of it so we are. Uh, you must be excited that this is going to be hitting the radios in the club soon. Ah, oh, buzzing, absolutely buzzing. I mean, since Covid, Ben and I have been working quite intently in the studio and we've created quite a few tracks and it can be quite hard work and quite defeating sometimes where you send many tracks out to labels and a bit similar to what I was saying earlier about you know doors close or doors just don't even open they don't even go hello <laughs> it's just like there's no answer and you keep trying and you keep trying and and it does get to a point sometimes where you think should I just give up is it really worth it you know you put your heart and soul into something and then you get nowhere so for Patrick to get in touch and go hey I like this mm -hmm. I like this a lot and I would love to sign it was like whoa yes wow that's amazing so we are absolutely on cloud nine at the minute it just shows that you know what sometimes a bit of grit hard work it does pay off you, you've just got to hang in there and then sometimes you just get a little bit of a a, a glimmer of hope <laughs> in the words of Ronan Keaton life is a roller coaster you've just got to ride it so talking, is. <laughs> talking about roller coasters, you're getting on a plane, you're coming over to Ireland. You have got a couple of big gigs. Uh, you're going to be coming up to Belfast. You're playing Belfast on Friday night, the limelight. And then I'm actually going to be DJing before you guys in Uri on Saturday night. So two shows in Northern <coughs> Ireland. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wicked. So, We're going to get to see you. Have a little party. Yeah. Lovely. So looking forward to it. And, uh, and you, you guys love this place, don't you? You love coming over here to gig. Oh, always. I mean, we we always get sad when we have to leave. Um, we 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 probably live there. That'd be our second home. Actually, we love Northern Ireland. We love the people. We love the parties. The energy. Everyone just always gives us and shows us such a good time. Um, so yeah, much much love for Northern Ireland. <laughs> well, there's still a couple of tickets left. I think on the door, you can get the last tickets for the limelight and potentially a couple left for Nuri in the Canal Court on Saturday night. I look forward to seeing you, and I'm not going to hold you back. Go and get yourself on that flight and have a safe journey. And I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, Laura. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Can't wait. Take care, love. Bye.